This is iPad company with you all tonight. The sound of a Rajanai. It's called Don't Let Down Your Guard. As we close out, I want to say thank you to my affiliates. One Harmony Radio across the pond in the UK. NIE Radio in New Jersey. Ireland Worldwide in New York. The Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com. Representing South Florida. Out of Texas, Allo Up Radio, Dusik Media Group, and WGLRO. Truly appreciate love, y'all. Thank you to PEMGTV.com. Much love to my sponsors. My segment sponsors. Pulse Media Group. Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Reggae Global Entertainment. McNeil Trucking. McNeil Trucking sponsors this segment here, Musical Therapy. I want to say thank you to them once more. Because with McNeil Trucking, you're in good hands. They're licensed and insured movers. Get them a call, 954-406-9740. Tell them DJ Kevin Stew sent you. I do want to remind you to look out for members of your community. And to remember, your community is not just the development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. So those that you pass on the bus, on the plane, the boat or the train, whether you walk, ride or drive, these are members of your community. Do something good for one of them today because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow. My name is DJ Kevin Stewart, so I like to do it to you, for you and with you every Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday right here. KevinStewart.com and affiliates. Hey, next time you go to the supermarket, check out what's going on around there in the meat section, yeah? It could make a difference in your life. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you wherever you are in the world from right here in South Florida. I bid you all a good night. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The night shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. Greetings, greetings, greetings and salutations one and all. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you. Good evening wherever you are in the world.
want to say big ups to each and every one of you locked in right now. Tonight, shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Healthy love night. Inviting to call a friend, tell a friend, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends, and your enemies too. Because we're not leaving out anybody. Yeah, man, we're all inclusive around here, you know. Kicking it off tonight with the sound of Nyla Blackman. It's called The Games. Yeah, but watermelon, I want a piece of that. Because if I have peace, I go and share it with you. I want to say big up to each and everyone locked in right now. Thank you to my affiliates all over the globe. Thanks to those who are locked in on TuneIn Radio, the night shift to DJ Kevin Steele. Big up to those across the pond, One Harmony Radio, top of the morning to you guys in the UK. King Genius, Queen Genius, big up your status. Much love to the family in New Jersey, NIE Radio. Motivator, my brother. How things? Much love to my family over there in New York. Island worldwide. Exhibiting the power of music. Hey, Jana. Hey, Gary. What a go on. Much love coming out of South Florida. The Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com. Mr. Lindsay, the veteran of the business. You're good. Lovely little reasoning you did with TC this today. This afternoon. Yeah man, that's a walk down the classroom lane. Can't even call it memory lane. I want to say big ups to those who are healing out of Texas. All the Radio Doosic Media Group and WGLRO, the People Station, home of the Don and Walker Morning Show. Touching from Detroit to Denmark and all points in between. Big ups to those on PEMGTV.com. And of course those right here. Oh, big ups to the massive on, on Clubhouse. Yeah, big ups to those on Facebook Live. Remember it's only a segment broadcast, so don't get too comfortable. Use the link, come on over to KevinStew.com. It's where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. We don't need to register, we don't need to offer our firstborn, blood sacrifice, nothing like that. Just go to kevinstew.com and uh, you are there. You can remain anonymous or you can change your name. Up to you. Much love Kujo. Blessings bro.
want to say thank you to my segment sponsors. Paul C Media Group and being in a moment is priceless. Get them a call. They can do everything you see here on KevinStew.com and more. So a church service, a funeral, a, a wedding, a seminar, a party. And you want to stream it live on a secure platform? Get them a call. Whether the platform is yours or theirs, they got you. 754-999-1140. Call them up. I want to say thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Althea is a licensed massage therapist operating out of Broad County, North Miami-Dade and South Palm Beach counties. She comes to you bringing her table, her oils and over 20 years massage therapy experience. Give her a call 954-655-9000 or email her at thealater at att.net. That's T-H-E-A-L-A-T-E-R at att.net. Schedule your appointment today. Tell her DJ Kevin Stew sent you. She only asks one thing of you. That you get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done. Not to say that you're not supposed to pay her, no, that is outside of paying her. That goes without saying. Wanna say thank you to Reggae Global. Reggae Global Entertainment will act as your booking agent, handle your tour management, take care of your legal contracts, your business registration, legal service referrals, music production, marketing and promotion, and so much more. Check them out, reggaeglobal.com. Get get in touch with them and see what they can do for you. Thank you to McNeil Trucking. With McNeil Trucking, you're in good hands. Licensed and insured movers. You want to move from here to there? Call them up and say, yo, Stu say you can take care of me. 954-406-9740 is the number to get in touch. That's 954-406-9740. Alright, so, with it being Healthy Love Night. Yeah, all you do is win, all I do is win. Everybody is winning. Nyla Blackman says If you have a watermelon More awesome Because if me have a watermelon I'm going to share it with you You heard it? That's what she said I have a watermelon and I want a piece of it I have a watermelon You can get a piece of it too Jack is called Games And tonight in Healthy Love, want to know. Could it be that our grocery stores are playing games? Hmm. I kind of have to wonder sometimes, you know, because... You ever stop to think about the products that are in the grocery stores and how they manage to always have fresh produce? I don't know. Last night, I, I, I'm, I'm in a, a group. I'm in a few groups on various platforms. And 
one of the groups I'm in, I saw a video last night. And it showed what they do with meat in some grocery stores. And this was someone who used to work in the meat section of a grocery store that was giving some insight to some of the things that are done. You know, the, the freshening up of meat in order for it to be sold. They actually take it out of the old packaging and put it in new packaging. But before it gets into the new packaging, they rub it up in some blood. So it looks nice and red and rich and fresh. And you kind of have to wonder, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Because I, I know I wondered for a moment. I was like, wait, so you want to tell me that this meat that we're getting is not necessarily fresh meat? Oh, that go. As I... As I hear this phone vibrating, um, if you want to call in, text in, you can get in touch directly. Number to call, number to text, WhatsApp, Telegram, 773-789-STU, 773-789-7839. That's 773-789-7839. Give us a call, give us a text. All right, so... Um, bop, 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 bop. Uh, getting some messages here. I do apologize. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. That's fine. All right. Multitasking. All right. Cool. So I, I, I looked at the video and I was like, boy, you know, this is something that we need to talk about and hey Erica happy new year and I kind of have to wonder how many how many stores do things like this so they have the meat they have a, a cutting board with some blood on it and they just drop the meat on the cutting board you know and spruce it up a little bit, make it look nice and red and fresh again. And I was like, okay, so what else are they doing? And I continued watching the video, and they got to ground beef. And I was like, huh, now what are they going to do with this? And all they did was ground up some more beef, some fresh beef and mix in the old beef, repackage it, and boom, out again, ready again for sale. I was like, um, but this is meat. Isn't there a health hazard when it comes to doing things like that with meat? What? What, what 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 is it really that our grocery stores are up to so i continued watching because there was more and it it turns out that not only do they put pieces of meat in blood to make it look fresh again 
But now they've gone a step further and they do things like marinating and seasoning and then they bump up the price and say, well, you know, <laughs> it's a little something extra for you. So you need to pay a little something extra for it. But they're doing it with stale meat? Oh, that go. So it turns out that some of these places were actually seasoning the meats and, and marinating them because they were turning. In other words, the meat now was starting to age. It started to go bad. So in order to disguise the look, and disguise the smell it is seasoned and I was like my goodness here I am thinking that in the store they're doing some they just stepped up their game because they realize that some people can't really do the cooking things very well so they can't season some meat I am one of them that is fortunate enough God rest my may her soul rest in peace my mother yes as 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 we're celebrating this week the 13th anniversary of my mother's transition my mother taught me how to cook i may not do it a lot <laughs> but i can tell you this i will not starve she taught me how to season meat she taught me how to clean meat she taught me how to cook meat and rice and that's so good with the dumpling part you know but i can always learn that's not a big deal but you know so here it is i'm watching this video and 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 seeing them do these things with this meat and then repackaging it and in some cases bumping up the price tag i'm like surely this can't be real surely there's something on the books about doing something like this because again, here is someone that came out of the, 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 the meat market that is talking about what was going on in the meat section of, of the store. Um, make you want to go vegan, don't it? Or run out and buy your own farm. Listen, you don't even have to go buy your own farm. Go to the farmer's market. They don't have a choice but to bring fresh stuff. But... Um... <clears throat> Let me not go off on a tangent. How are you doing, Ebony? You see, you see, these are the things that you bring out in me, you know. You, Miss Ebony, you. Yes, I'm I'm pointing at you. Seven seven three seven eight nine Stew gets you in touch. Seven seven three seven eight nine seven eight three nine. That's seven seven three seven eight nine seven eight three nine. Call, text, WhatsApp, Telegram. I want to hear from you. What has your experience been? At your supermarket, your grocery store, your meat market. What have have you witnessed anything like this? Have you heard any stories? Share with me. Now I did some research, you know, and I'll look always go to look and find to see what I can find. Right? On the World Wide Web. And I whatever I find, I, I try to present it to you the best possible way i can and so i found this article of all places rent to kill.com <laughs> uh, now as far as i know about rent to kill it's it's 
pest control. But here I came across this article that talks about, it is titled, Food Safety Requirements in Supermarkets and Grocery Stores. I was like, hmm, and what's in this? And it reads, every food business is required to follow the legal requirements for food safety. First, first line, first sentence of the article. Supermarkets, grocery stores, and other businesses in the food retail sector are no exception. The general principles of food safety require every business operator along the food chain to ensure that the safety of food is proactively managed and maintained. Okay. That sounds fair enough. The key obligations of food operators would be, according to the EU general food law, the key obligations of food handling businesses are safety, do not sell unsafe food. And you kind of have to wonder what falls under the umbrella of unsafe food. But it says do not sell unsafe food. That's safety. Then you have responsibility. The food business is responsible for the food it transports, stores, and sells. Then you have traceability. All suppliers and, and co-signees must be identifiable. Then you have transparency. Hmm. All um, relevant authorities must be informed if food that the operator transports, stores, or sells is not safe. Who's going to be doing the reporting? You have emergency. Food believed to be unsafe must be withdrawn immediately. Again, what falls under the unsafe umbrella? You have prevention. Operators must identify and uh, critical points in their processes. Uh, apply controls and review them regularly. I guess they must identify and have critical points. Okay. Um, and then you have cooperation. They must cooperate with relevant authorities to reduce risks to food safety. All right. So that sounds pretty logical, pretty normal. Those are the things that you'd kind of expect, right? Then you have food safety in supermarkets and grocery stores. These can offer, supermarkets can offer a wide range of services from food processing to food servicing. Uh, sorry, food serving. So operators need to follow a wide set of safety procedures. The activities of the food retail businesses can include simple processing operations such as cleaning, sorting, grading, fumigation, and packaging operations uh, of fruits and vegetables and staple foods. Then processed foods, private labels, or own brand manufacturing processing through contract manufacturers. Then you have branded product procurement or supply chain, including warehousing and, and cold chain. Next on the list, you have front-end retail activities, including shop and shop and shop activity. Then you have your eateries, your restaurants, milling, bakery, preparing and packaging, cut fruit and vegetable, wine shops, etc. You have your fresh meat and fish, shop in, shop in shop or standalone. 
and you have your live seafood and fish. Now, there are some general guidelines applicable to all food businesses and activities to achieve the minimum standard to ensure safety for the consumer. All right. Let's go down this list real quick before I take my first break. And um, parts company with Clubhouse and, and Facebook Live. You have facility environment. The location of the facility should be a safe environment and the site kept clear of garbage, harborage for pests and stagnant water. The, fa the facility layout and design where the design and layout should provide adequate loading and unloading areas protected from rain and pests and separate storage, processing, packaging, etc. for areas of, of for those processes. Then you have under the construction and handling and storage areas, you have su sufficient drainage, easy to clean, temperature control, ventilation, and power backup. For equipment, you have equipment and containers used for handling or processing food should be designed, constructed, and located to ensure food safety, enable adequate maintenance, cleaning, and good hygienic practices. Maintenance and cleaning procedures should be documented and records kept. Well, if maintenance and, and cleaning procedures are being kept, then stuff should be kept about the product in the store also, right? Staff facilities. There should be ad adequate facilities for personal hygiene, including toilet and hand-washing facilities with soap and hot and cold running water of possible quality, and staff may also need changing facilities. And you have the cleaning and hygiene, you have water quality, you have waste management, pest control, transport, and training. And the list goes on. And the article goes on to talk about the application of HACCP principles. Now, grocery stores that produce fresh and cooked foods in store are required to follow the same food safety procedures as, as restaurants and other food servicing businesses. Stores can apply the same safety principles based on HACCP as the food processing industry adapted for varied conditions and application. HACCP principles are applied to protect food from biological, physical, and chemical food safety hazards by applying controls that prevent direct contamination and cross-contamination. Hazards can be introduced anywhere in the supply chain from production on farm to transport and during storage and processing in the retail store. Raw animals, pro raw animal products such as meat, eggs, fish, and shellfish, uh, and especially poultry, can carry microorganisms that are harmful to the consumer. In-store, staff services and equipment can introduce hazards to the food. All right, let me pause right there. So, so taking that into consideration, when you're going to have a piece of meat that has been put out on display for sale, and then you take that meat off the line, back into the meat processing area, have it have it um in some blood some fresh blood 
to create the appearance of fresh meat. Isn't that a violation of said safety protocols? I'm I'm just asking because you know you know I, again I'm just a DJ I'm not a DR so some of these things you you probably need a doctorate to be able to say yay nay or otherwise or not because as the average Joe you should be able to walk into a store and say boy you know I don't approve of you know and how do you prepare your things in, in this store why, why as an average Joe you can't walk in and look at uh, and see what the butcher is doing back there or, or the packaging crew is doing back there in the process, packaging of that meat that they're giving to you to take home to cook for your family why why it have to be closed off i get i understand you know it can be a pretty it can be kind of messy and you want to keep the places clean and you don't want anybody coming in to contaminate but what about the contamination that is going on back there already how much of our, our of our produce are we taking home from these stores that are already bacteria ridden some of which you probably don't really get rid of with cooking. Well, E. coli can withstand high temperatures, right? So, how it go? I'm sure I'm not the only one asking the questions. Principles of HACCP. Perform a hazard analysis, define the operation steps required to prepare the food, receiving, storage, preparation, cooking, chilling, determine the control measures to prevent and control food hazards. Decide the critical control points, the CCPs, that are essential for eliminating hazards. Determine critical limits, that is, measurable and observable parameters. Establish procedures to monitor CCPs, your critical control points. Make direct observations and measurements of CCPs. Establish corrective actions to prevent the process from causing critical limits to be reached. All of these things are in black and white and available to everyone. So how is it, how is it that you could I could sit down and watch this video where something like this is being presented to say that in stores in order to make sure that this store keep that money or make that money they're going to sell you meat that has been out on the line for days so that now takes us to the meat cosmetics thing because it's probably also done with, with fresh produce, but it's harder to do with fresh produce. Because once that starts to go bad, you can't really tell. There's nothing you can do to, to what, what you're going to do, get some paint and paint over a banana to make it look nice and yellow again. You can't do that. That's obvious. So it's a little bit different when it comes to fruits and vegetables because once they start to go, you know, there's nothing you can do. You just got to get rid of them. But the meat... Huh. They've been cycling those things for quite a while because now it's down to a science. So 
we're going to take a break and we're going to say goodbye to Facebook Live and, and, and Clubhouse. When we come back, we're going to look at meat cosmetics. Why is and and it's an article that I came across by way of medium.com and the question asked, is asked why is grocery store beef always red? That's a good question. Is it because it's always fresh? But is it? Things that make you go hmm. It's a night shift to DJ Kevin's to healthy love night and we're looking at the grocery cycle. You know, how these stores cycle their stuff? Because sometimes that's exactly what it is. Put it out on the front this, this morning, take it off tomorrow evening, put it back the next day. They are cycled. Because you're in business to make a profit, right? So let's turn a profit. We're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, we talk some more. Call your friends, tell your friends, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends, and your enemies too. Tell everybody. It's healthy love right here on the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. We'll be right back. Facebook Live, Deuces, Clubhouse, later. Quality Media Group, innovative streaming and recording has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. It's available in your neighborhood today. It's easy. Just call us, 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like buy one get one free or discount ads. Let's turn your flyers into a 30 second video with music or a voiceover or let us create and run your video ad with a spokesperson. Take advantage of our early enrollment discount. Join us today. Your ad will be seen at least 30 times per day in your AdShare TV neighborhood. It's easy. Just call us 754-999-6020. AdShare TV, part of Pulse Media Group. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, in math, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, in biology, I learned that I'm pathetic that I'm fat and a joke. And in history, today I learned school, that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have, I have no, friends. no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... Is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Reggae Global Entertainment presents the brand new self-titled album from Yishka with nine great songs. Oh, baby, let me love you. Oh, baby, let me love you. 
Be grateful for life. Shake you down. What else can I do? Babe, come over. My, my, my. It's our time. For your love. I'm falling. Yishka. Nine great songs. Available on all streaming platforms. Available now. Imagine having our own Caribbean center. Imagine a museum highlighting our history and the contributions of Caribbean people to the world. Imagine being able to visit and learn about the islands we call home in a place where our kids can see and feel their cultural heritage. You can make this vision come to life. Help us create this first-of-its-kind space that all Caribbean people can be proud of. Your contribution to Island Space Caribbean Museum will help this dream come true. Visit islandspacefl.org slash GoFundMe. Visit islandspacefl.org slash GoFundMe. Visit islandspacefl.org slash GoFundMe and donate today. Hey, I'm representing for DJ Kevin's Jew working on the night shift. The night shift radio show Won't go changing like the weather Just to please the devil never Will DJ Cabin's choose sell his soul? That's a word and honor It's Christine to represent him Word and honor Still I said DJ Cabin's The sound of Cesar Track is called Morning in Gideon. I want to say thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands for sponsoring this segment of the broadcast. And welcome you back. Althea is usually a licensed massage therapist operating out of Broad County, North Miami, Dade, and South Palm Beach counties. Call her up 954 655 9000. Email her at theolata at Schedule your appointment today. Tell her you heard about her on the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. She doesn't ask much. Only that you pay her and get off her table when she's done. Don't fall asleep somewhere else. Yeah, man, that's because I'm always falling asleep on our table. But numbers to call, numbers to text. 773-789-STEW. At 773-789-7839 As we look at uh, how the grocery stores cycle their products In healthy love tonight, you know, it's, it's something that we need to look at So it's a question you need to ask from time to time To be vigilant, mindful of what is going on around you. The zone of Cesar, the track is called Morning in Gideon. 
So according to medium.com, there's an article that they have there. You can go search for it yourself. You don't have to take my word for it. Um, the, the, the article is titled, Meat Cosmetics. Why is grocery store beef always red? Now, article goes on to say, grocery stores like to run at low waste. Well, of course, any business that you want, that you get into, you want to minimize your waste and maximize on your profit, right? Cool. It, it's only, it goes without saying. But grocery stores like to run at low waste, especially for perishable products like meat. And to cut down on possible waste, retailers focus on common sense tactics like monitoring the temperatures of the display cases multiple times a day. If the store has in-house butchers, they will aim to stay just ahead of demand by only cutting and grinding meat according to what is needed. And when meat starts to move past its prime, a store's response depends on both company policies and state and local regulations. Stores generally decide their own best buy or expiration dates. Very few, now pay attention, very few states require a grocery store to do date labeling for meat and poultry. And the only nationally regulated product that is required by the FDA to list a use-by date is baby formula. Go figure. Baby formula. Of all the things, baby formula. <sighs> Don't even get me started with the formula thing, really. Don't. Um, now, obviously... The article goes on to say, stores have a vested interest in never selling expired products that pose a danger to consumers. So decisions are made according to internal quality control standards. Do they though? Do they really? A grocery store may discount meat, the meat, which may or may not involve changing the expiration date. Stores may also choose to turn a roast into ground beef add the meat to a sauce or marinade to lighten its shelf life and think of those marinated chicken skewers that you see in the deli makes you think about them differently now right or they prepare to donate it to a food bank the cycling of fresh processed frozen discount and donated food is standard in the pro in the produce deli and meat departments an industry built on perishable products need to recycle, reuse, and repurpose what is possible to minimize food waste. Okay, let's pause for a moment. So, in this recycle, reuse, and repurposing process, you want to tell me that when this meat has been out for a while and you dip it in some fresh blood and make it look fresh again, that is what? Which of those three does that? fall under that's the recycle part because you're using the stale meat the reuse well clearly you can't reuse meat that has already been eaten so i don't know how the reuse part come into this but the repurpose we see where that is happening the chicken skewers for example the seasoned meat the, the meat in marinade that has been repackaged and the price just went up. 
because it's an add-on. And taking a piece of roast and then turning it into ground beef and then slapping a sticker on it and say that's fresh ground beef. Well, it was freshly done. But it's not fresh ground beef. In reality, these options are all last resorts in modern grocery stores. But are they though? Are they really? The true focus of the modern meat department is to never get to the point where you need to make these choices. Wishful thinking. Because if you keep up the cosmetic appearance of meat, you just might buy yourself enough of a freshness window in the consumer's eye that you'll never need to worry about your product going to waste. You see all that? You see, you see, you see they even put the deception out there for us to see. When a piece of meat is exposed to air, this is the science of it now, pay attention. When a piece of meat is exposed to air, oxidation naturally turns the meat from purple to red and over time to brown and finally to grey. Everybody mentioned on, on Facebook, I've seen, I've found some questionable brown-gray meat. They must have missed the maintenance round. That right there is what is happening, the oxidation. So, the, when you walk into a supermarket, typically you are greeted with a display of red meat you never really see the brown meat you don't really see the gray meat you see the red meat and you take it over to the supermarket and you carry it home on the next day at brown but it's supposed to be fresh this red meat that they mentioned is possible because of modified ear packaging or map for short this is a packaging technique that has been around for decades in the packaging process, food manufacturers remove the natural air from packaging and replace it with a mix of gases like nitrogen, oxygen, carbon dioxide, and carbon monoxide. The exact gas formula depends on which characteristics the manufacturer is trying to preserve. MAP is used to package everything from chips to salad mixes. You can most easily recognize this technique by in, in packaging with sealed edges that maintain a firm, puffed-up shape. Pay attention. Because I'm pretty sure you'll be looking for some of these things the next time you go to the supermarket. Modified air packaging for meat commonly uses carbon monoxide. Some other systems reportedly use a, a mix of high oxygen and carbon dioxide. Now, carbon monoxide is an odorless, colorless, poisonous gas that is impossible to detect through sight, taste, or smell. Which is why in a lot of homes you have carbon monoxide detection, um, detectors. Now, when carbon monoxide meets the myoglobin in the blood in meat, the reaction impacts the normal color change process that meat would go through when exposed to oxygen. The result is a bright red color that can stay for several weeks. So here it is. You have this very old meat. Notice they didn't say they're preserving the meat. They're changing the color of the meat. The appearance. That's all that has changed. 
Now, carbon monoxide, MAP, or carbon monoxide map, artificially extends the cosmetic appearance of fresh meat. The FDA considered the use, considers the use of carbon monoxide to be a color stabilizer, not a color additive, because it stabilizes, not changes, the typical red color of fresh meat. And as such, the use of packaging gases with meat and fish is not required to be labeled in the United States. You see how you can find these little loopholes? However, in places like European Union, the EU, carbon monoxide packaging is not allowed for meat and tuna. Resistance to the technique seems to, to mostly stem around concerns that the bright red meat is misleading for consumers. Now, in theory, a piece of meat can be bright red and still dangerous for consumption. Not in theory. When you have a piece of meat that is weeks old and looking bright red, you think that is good for consumption? Seriously? As ABC News reports, an EU study committee um, posited in 2001 that carbon monoxide poses no health concerns if meat is kept at a proper temperature. However, if the meat isn't properly stored, the presence of carbon monoxide may mask visible evidence of spoilage. You think? Now, really? What? 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 temperature is that at what point do you think an entity that is existing to make a profit is going to risk that profit in the united states notable resistance to unlabeled carbon monoxide packaging has come from a year long from from years long legal challenge from calcic which is a natural spice herb flavor um Oh, sorry, from Calcic, a natural spice, herb flavor, extracts, and color producer, as well as some food safety consumer advocacy groups. Their legal challenges refer reference many of the EU's concern about misleading packaging. Listen, if there's one thing that the US is, is, is famous for, is misleading information. I, it's true. You would have to hide and talk about it. it. It's something that has always been there. Now, there are some remaining consumer concerns that carbon monoxide may have negative health effects. Oh, gee, you think? Tasteless, odorless, colorless. You, you cannot detect it without a uh, mono carbon monoxide detector. So how are you going to know it's there? Now, although the subject continues to be studied, the broad consensus from food and safety scientists seems to be that there is nothing alarming about the practice of using carbon monoxide gas to package meat. Really? You really think so? Does anybody else, or because we're not scientists, we can't be concerned about this? Now, in the grand scheme of things, to be concerned about... In the American meat production system, carbon monoxide packaging is actually low on some people's list because you have the reversing the detrimental environmental impact of um, confinement feedlots, the CAFOs. Yeah. 
securing labor protections for processing plant workers, reducing the overuse of antibiotics as a stopgap for unstable, um, sorry, unsustainable industrialized production systems, and raising animal welfare standards for livestock in inhumane systems. There are those things that happen too. So we're not even touching on the, 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 the antibiotics. <laughs> we're not touching on the CAFOs. No, we've, we've touched on that before. Several times on this broadcast. But tonight we're just looking at the grocery stores, the retail stores, and their packaging and their presentation and the deception that is involved in it. Retailers have found that consumers will usually choose the bright red beef over the purple-toned beef, even though the purple-toned beef is the fresher. As today's consumer encounter, consumers encounter more and more case-ready meats, the cycle is likely to become even more self-reinforcing. Case-ready meat is meat that is pre-packaged and pre-portioned, while Products like bacon or cold cuts have come in case-ready packaging for many years. Most fresh meat ha was historically cut and packaged by in-store butchers. Today, case-ready meat has taken over the meat department of most major grocery stores. Case-ready products first changed the face of the meat case a, a few decades ago. And the pace of change continues. Now, case-ready meats also go straight from the truck to the retained shelf, cutting down on labor costs. This reinforces the general downward trend of skilled butchers at grocery stores. Um, just as, as a side note here, chicken or, egg, chicken or egg scenario, right? According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, butchers have a job outlook growth of 2% through 2029, slower than the average rate for all occupations. In addition, butchers don't command the same high wages that they once did, making a median $32,500 per year, which is just about $15.62 per hour. Now, Back to the information at hand. That was just a little bit of a side note for you. Before we take our next break, vacuum sealed and pre-packaged meat leads to less, less waste, saving meat companies money. Other macro trends are also spurring the expansion of these items, such as consumers' growing interest in delivery services, including premium meats from online brands, and the splintering of the retail world, said um, Houston Keith, principal of Keymark Associates, which is a marketing research and business development firm. He goes on to say, part of the economic justification of Case Ready is to reduce store shrink or waste due to longer shelf life. But the real benefit is to increase sales because the store can put more product on display with less likelihood it will go bad before it sells or less likelihood that it will look bad before it sells. I think that should be the, what is actually written there, not that it will go bad before it sells as they have it. Because it's all about appearances. It's all about keeping up appearances, right? 
So the growing importance of modified air packaging reflects grossly grocery reality. If you can secure the look, you can secure the sale. Everything in a grocery store is about cosmetic choices, all carefully designed to give the consumer a certain impression. In an age where we don't know our butcher, let alone the farmer, sometimes we have to go off what we have. And in this case, it's just appearances. It's a sad and dangerous game to play. Because, not because it looked good. Not everything that glitters is gold, right? So not because it looked good, that means that it is good. And in the case of the meat that we're getting, how do we know when it's really good? We, we, we're not getting the, the purple-looking meat, which is a really fresh, really good meat. Instead, we go for the idea that it needs to be bright red. Why? Which meat you know look bright red? Other than a fresh kill. So that's what they want to portray. That it's a fresh kill. But you don't have. You don't hear any animals bleating in the background. In, in the back of the supermarket. Or the back of the grocery store. You don't, you don't have anything like that going on back there. It's trucked in. And it's not being trucked in every morning. So. You're going to have to go, if you're going meat shopping, you're going to have to go on a particular day when you know that the fresh meat comes in. But even when the fresh meat comes in, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that it's the fresh meat that is going out for you to be buying. The stale meat have to go, and they don't want to lose that. They're not going to throw that away. Come on now. We're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, we talk some more. We're looking at grocery cycling. Now, there is an article, according to Vox.com, which talks about the lie of expired food and the disastrous truth of America's food waste pro problem. It might be a good idea to check that out. Because, you know, <laughs> these are the things that we, we, we kind of need to deal with. And it's scary. It really is. So, um, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about grocery store cycling. You know, when food goes bad, what, what happens? You know, who, who can we talk to about that? Is there a place that we can go? Because, again, the United States is not re required to put on labels certain things it's just like gmos we're not in the united states they're not required to list the products that are, are genetically modified so i talk about things that relate to going back to getting a drug off a shelf to address a situation of health here it is, when you have the stomach being the central point of our health. What it is that we're putting in our stomach, our gut biome determines our overall health. So here it is, we're putting bacteria-ridden food into our guts. So now we're introducing this 
bacteria to our system where do you think is that that's going to go i'll leave you with that thought while I, I i take this next break just think about that just for a moment you don't have to think about it long just for a moment we'll be back shortly matthew twenty-eight nineteen says go ye therefore and teach all nations with this in mind and encouragement received during a south florida media conference the church links was birthed the church links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way the church links www.dahchurchlinx.com your links to worship and praise. Making great music is one thing, sharing it with the world, that's another. Let the professionals at Reggae Global Entertainment help you to another level. Specializing in artist management, booking, public relations and marketing, and promotion. Reggae Global Entertainment can help you with event planning, websites, photography, and video production, press releases, legal services, and graphic design. They can even help you with music production so you can get the sound that you want every time. Call Reggae Global Entertainment at 954-804-8199. That's 804-8199. Or visit them online at reggaeglobalentertainment.com. When being in the moment is priceless, consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse eMedia Group has the tools you need. Weddings. Birthdays, funerals, graduations, church services, parties, seminars, you name it. Pulse eMedia Group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event. Contact us at www.pulseemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse eMedia Group, when being in the moment is priceless. Center representing for DJ Kevin. You see me, I say, I don't know the boss. You see me, I say, DJ Kevin's too on a night shift radio show. Yo, it at the thing, turn up the thing loud. Whoa. Yes, yes, yes. Sakara Mantino, I'm making notes right now. You are locked in to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift. Now, here comes another musical transmission. Roots operation, I tell the zone of Marty Dread working out with President Brown. The track is called No to Monsanto. Wanna welcome you back to the broadcast. It's healthy love right here on the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. Wanna say thank you to my segment sponsor, Reggae Global Entertainment. They can handle your tour management, take care of your bookings, no, no take care of your business registration, legal service referrals, no, no. marketing and promotion, music production, and so much more. No, no. Check them out, reggaeglobal.com. 
best place to contact them through, you know? And tell them you heard about them on Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Numbers to call, numbers to text. 773-789-STEW. That's 773-789-7839. Link me, let's talk. Addressing the gross recycle. So, according to an article I found on Knowledge Magazine, like it's called knowablemagazine.org. Anna Katz Nelson wrote a little article a few years ago and uh, it reads in August 2011 a can of great value peas joined the non-perishables in my pantry one of several panic purchases as Hurricane Irene barreled toward my home on the northeast US coast but the emergency passed and the can with its unassuming blue on white outline front remains on my shelf seven years later this was in 2018 its continued presence raises a dilemma in the form of a clearly legible stamp best by 12:31:14. should i toss it can canned peas go bad how would i know if they had such confusion, common in many a cupboard, drives an enormous amount of food waste. About 40% of food in the U.S. gets trashed, often due to belief that it's gone by, it's gone by date on a package mean the food is not safe. Hmm. That's partly to do with those date stamps themselves. Foods prone to microbial growth such as raw meat and cold cuts get a used by date assertively worded to indicate that thereafter they may be hazardous and some of these are mandated by state laws but stamps on shelf stable products the best before best if used by enjoy by expires on these reflect peak quality and not safety and often both types of date stamps fail to re- reflect a product's actual shelf life now many countries have simplified food packaging to carry a use by date for when a product might actually go bad or a best before date reflecting when it might start to become less palatable U.S. manufacturing groups recently announced voluntary guidelines to adopt such uh, non-menclature. I'm getting tongue-tied here. But this may not help much to reduce food waste. Even in Australia where the two-stamp system has been in place for years, consumers don't know the difference between use-by and best-before, says Tom Ross, a predictive, a predictive food microbiologist at the University of Tasmania. I had to figure it out after 20 years of being a professional food scientist. 
Wow. 20 years as a professional food scientist? It take that long? A better solution um, and more effective waste reduction could come from a flurry of progress in the science of determining and tracking shelf life, say Ross and other experts, driven by advances in informatics, sensor technologies, and chemical analysis such as improvements. Such improvements could lead to more accurate date stamps or one day even render them moot. It's a bit of a revolution, says Ross. Miniaturization, automation, rapid diagnostics, it's all coming to the fore. Now, food can go bad in various ways, says Tiny Van Bokel, a food technologist at uh, Wageningen University in the Netherlands. Uh, Most Obvious is microbial spoilage, the growth of bacteria, viruses, and mold. Typically what we experience as food going bad, right? Many of these smell awful, but are not pathogenic. A swig of spoiled milk may make you want to throw up, but if it's pasteurized, it will not make you ill. Other contaminations are truly dangerous. Bacteria such as salmonella, listeria, or certain strains of E. coli, for example. Um, the stuff that used by dates were made for. Now, there's biochemical spoilage, such as enzymatic degradation of pectins and starches as fruit ripens past the point of tastiness. Then there's chemical spoilage, processes such as lipid oxidation or the so-called Millard reaction that cause taste changes or browning in food. In the past, scientists determined the risk of microbial growth experimentally. The traditional approach would have been to make the food, stick it somewhere and watch what happens to it over time. But microbes grow predictably under known conditions. Salt levels, humidity, acidity, and especially temperature. And so, over the past two or three decades, researchers have amassed enormous amounts of data that food manufacturers can draw on to to estimate shelf lives. They can do trials to check that the predictions hold up. Now, typically, there are some signs that indicate that food is past its prime. For meats, uh, you have beef that is fresh. When you have um, off flavors, that pretty much shows that it has gone bad. With poultry that, that is cooked, you smell, taste, it has slime inside the package. These are things that you can observe. With fruits, like your bananas, when they're fresh bananas, when they go bad, you have some discoloration. Um, With orange juice, there's discoloration. With mango juice, there's discoloration. With seafood, like shrimp, you have odor and texture that that is, is, is observable. With veggies, your frozen leafy greens like spinach 
overall it's it's the appearance um and with like carrot juice it's a taste now for many shelf stable foods things like cookies or protein bars you have changes in taste smell or texture are the first sign of spoilage says maria corradini a food scientist at the university of guelph in in canada scientists are faced with the task the tough task of pinning down the responsible sensory attributes. And this involves uh, corralling human guinea pigs for a food test, then finding a molecular correlate to whatever quality the testers identify as unpleasant. And then tracking its change over time. Manufacturers then use mathematical modeling to calculate when a product will have deteriorated to the point where a target percentage of consumers will not like it anymore. But here's something that is interesting that I came across as I was doing the research on this. You have some people that are eating meat that is considered bad and they're labeling it fermented meat and saying that hey you know they they're, they're getting more energy from this fermented meat don't ask me i'm i'm not one to try fermented meat really although if we were to really think about it is it well it wouldn't be fermented it would be preserved things like salt cod that's preserved meat because it's salted or corned pork corned beef they're preserved and then they can be consumed huh things that make you go hmm now in some cases scientists also determine how quickly key attributes in a product deteriorate if you have a powdered drink that is supposed to deliver a certain amount of vitamin, the degradation of that vitamin determines shelf life, says Corradini. And researchers have gotten dramatically better at determining such decay, thanks to better and more complex mathematical modeling. And to improved analytical chemistry techniques, such as uh, spectro sorry, spectroscopy, and near-infrared radiation that can capture the kinetics of those reactions much more quickly and easily. Now, unfortunately, predicting shelf life, then starting the clock, won't result in ironclad use-by use and best-by dates. That's because a static date stamp stamped when 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 a food is, is is first packaged doesn't capture what happens on the way to the store and after purchase temperature mishandling temperature mishandling is is especially rampant whether due to disrupted refrigeration in shipping in a shipping container a nighttime power failure at the grocery store or a consumer who doesn't immediately put groceries away temperature can affect these products easily 
one hour of milk sitting out on a counter in the summer when the temperature is about 85 degrees is equivalent to three days in the refrigerator. Do the math. Now, some food uh, producers have tried to address this issue particularly for perishables by using detection labels called time temperature interrogators. Sorry, integrate integrators that change color when the packaging experiences a temperature spike and these indicators have been around since the 1970s but early versions could only reveal that the temperature has changed it didn't reveal for how long or by how much and the industry has now begun to embrace a new generation of temperature detectors that can reveal a product's temperature history in more detail and i think that's pretty cool but still we go back to the question of what is being done in our grocery stores. How fresh is that produce that you're taking from the grocery store, taking it into your home and then consuming it over a period of a week or two? Because some people go grocery shopping like once every two weeks. Maybe it's just one person living in the household and they don't need to buy products that often and they don't want to be going to the store regularly now you kind of have to ask a question are they better off spending a little bit more and getting their products from a farmer's market and contacting a butcher to get their meat if they're their meat eaters to get their meat from them directly and then taking it home and storing it themselves than going to the store when they need it, get it that time, cook it that time, and then consume it. What's the best way to really go? Hey, cuz, how are you doing? One thing is for sure. We know that there isn't any real regulation of governing how stores can can put certain products out on shelves and apparently it's not a big deal if they rinse and recycle some of these products like the meats because again you're looking at uh repurpose reuse and recycle right the three things the three main things in these grocery stores so like your new meat, your 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 pot roast is starting to age. No, you just grind it up and you sell it as ground beef. And that's a thing. Or you put chicken breast and you cut it up a little bit and you season it up a little bit and throw it on some skewers and then you package that all over again and here you have chicken on skewers. And the price tag just went up. Because they did something different to it. <sighs> Things that make you go, hmm. Right? It's tough out here in these streets. But these are some of the things that we overlook all the time. And remember, we're putting these products into our bodies. Again, here's a thought. 
my thought. I don't know if you share the thought. If you're putting something in your body that is, that is going to compromise it, you're going to end up having to address the results of that compromise. So you put some products in your body. It makes you sick. What are you going to do? You're going to end up going to the doctor. What is the doctor going to do? You're going to write your prescription. Now you're going to have to go to the pharmacy to buy this product that Big Pharma has put out to address this thing that only treats the symptom of the thing and not necessarily the cause. You see the other cycle that is created from a cycle where meat is put out on the shelf, not purchased, taken back into the back of the store, freshened up and put back on the shelf looking fresh and brand new. That cycle of cycling products in a grocery store, that cycle creates another cycle outside of the grocery store. It creates a, a cycle in the, in the healthcare industry. It creates a cycle where pharmaceuticals get purchased. Now, you can say I am just, you know, grasping at straws, I am, I am whatever, conspiring, and say whatever you wish. But you draw the map. See where your dots are connecting. And, 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 and you come back to me and tell me what conclusion you come to. If you don't see where the two are connected. And then start to ask the question, okay, who sits on this board and who sits on that board? And who funds this and who funds that and now you start to follow a money trail and see if they go the same places i haven't gone that far that now is just mere speculation but i am thinking in my speculating that they're all pretty much going the same place Kicking off musical therapy tonight. New music from Christina Lisa. It's called Hold Strong. I want to thank McNeil Trucking for sponsoring this segment of the broadcast. It's called Musical Therapy. With McNeil Trucking, you're in good hands. They're licensed and insured movers. This is new music from Christina Lisa. It's called Hold Strong. (laughs) 